Hey there, this is Adela from Podcast Brunch Club. Today we're going to provide some commentary on the June podcast playlist for Podcast Brunch Club. The theme was emotion, and you can find the podcast playlist at podcastbrunchclub.com slash emotion. We included four core episodes and two bonus episodes. The four core episodes were from Invisibilia, Science of Success, Parenting Teens, and TED Talks. The two bonus episodes were from Meditation Minis and By the Book. As usual, in the first segment, we'll do some commentary about the playlist. As always, this month, we'll hear from Sarah and me. In the next segment, Sarah and I will do what we do at almost every Podcast Brunch Club meeting. We will diverge and talk about what we're listening to lately. We'll each have two podcast recommendations, one from an independent podcast and one from a network. So I hope you enjoy the episode. Hello, Podcast Brunch Club. Thank you so much for listening to this month's playlist on emotions. I was so excited to have the opportunity to bring together experts and perspectives on a topic I'm incredibly passionate about. I hope everyone became as passionate as I after listening to these podcasts, because frankly, it's one of the most universal topics. So I hope it was relatable for most or all of you. I found curating this playlist not only a welcome to challenge, but also a greater learning experience than I expected. I started to see the differences between podcasts that stuck with me and those that fell flat, including picking up what made a better host or worse. I also found that since I had the weight of picking a playlist that hopefully many would listen to, I became a critical listener and considered more how listeners with other backgrounds and experiences would receive the podcast. It was a fun puzzle to see how, and in what order, various podcasts could fit together to try to give a fuller picture of a topic. I think one of the hardest challenges was narrowing the playlist down and only picking four podcasts. It made me realize how important and valuable many perspectives are within just one topic. Yet, at the same time, I found it valuable to have that challenge to really only keep what was the best and most direct content. Welcome to the Biggest Jobs Parenting Teens podcast. Here's your host, Pam Hardy. Our podcast today is with an author, Hilary Jacobs Hendel. Hillary describes a particular model of therapy called AEDP. It's the very last step, as I tell my patients. We first want to experience the emotion inside ourselves. And what that means is to merely know when we're angry and to be able to say to say to ourselves comfortably, okay, I've just been triggered to anger. It makes sense because my teenager, you know, just called me a name. To be able to be comfortable enough to experience that anger physically. So for me, you know, I feel a tightness when I get angry. I sometimes feel like a fire in my belly, like an energy that wants to come out. That's the impulse. When we're experiencing anger, we want to be able to notice the impulse, but not have it burst out of us in a physical action, you know, hitting a kid. And so what we want to do is is to try to work to get used to experiencing the anger with not automatically discharging it. Welcome to the Science of Success with your host, Matt Bonner. There's a psychologist at Penn, Martin Seligman, who's kind of state-of-the-art in this. He wrote a book called Learned Optimism. And what he did is develop a program for teaching anyone, particularly people who, by the way, are prone to depression, 
because the thing they lack is this ability to see the bright side of events. They only see the bad side, the dark side. So he started with people who were depressed and helped them realize, first of all, you don't have to believe your thoughts. Well, that's a very powerful thought itself. What it means is you can look at your own thinking and decide, is that a thought that helps me or is it not? Because people who are pessimistic have a litany in their stream of thought, which is, you know, that things are going to be bad, that this, I can't do it. So Seligman says, challenge those thoughts. You know, when you get the thought, I'm not good enough for this, or they don't like me, or whatever it may be, take time to argue with that thought. Um, at this time, I would say I kind of question that a little bit. I'm a little critical in the way how we see depression. Um, it feels like it's a too narrow view on depression and its causes, especially as we listen to other people within these podcasts and other you know, resources as we talk about the many factors that cause depression. Uh, it feels like that was kind of uh, too, too narrow of a perspective. I think, though, the biggest thing I want to talk about is um, anger within you know, the Goldman podcast and compared to the Hillary Jacobs Handel podcast. You know, in the Goldman podcast, he talks about how anger is not helpful. And, you know, this is where I feel like in some ways he and J uh, Hillary Jacobs Hendel are defining anger a little differently, or at least in the way they see um, how um, the importance of it and how we use it. I'm inclined to agree with the concept of how rehearsing anger can create more anger, which is what Daniel Goldman talks about. But then again, what about hiding that emotion? Does it increase it as it festers below the surface? So this really raised a lot of questions to, for me about you know, how to view anger. What, you know, what is that line between anger that's healthy and anger that isn't healthy? There's a moment, I think, in the Hillary Jacobs Hendel piece um, for Parenting Teens, where I feel like that's where she and Goldman actually align on talking about anger, where it's really about, you know, once, okay, you experience anger, you feel anger, but then it's about using your thinking brain, once you've experienced that emotion, to not necessarily act on it. This is still a topic that I feel like both Daniel Goldman and Hillary Jacobs Hendel, I feel like I'm still like, well, where is that line between what's okay, anger, what's not? Like... You know, do I agree with hitting the crap out of a doll? Um, but does Hillary have a point? Uh, isn't that kind of expressing the emotion? And you know, where you know, what are the lessons? You know, is is teaching actions when you're younger mean you're going to more likely to do it when you're older? You know, this this is where I feel like I need to listen to more perspectives and understand it better. You've also talked about how distraction or sort of distracting ourselves and shifting our focus can be a useful strategy. Could you talk a little bit about that? One of the ways to manage anxiety is to focus on something else. In other words, get your mind off that anxious train of thought. And it could be, you know, something funny, or it could be just meditating on your breath, focusing on your breath, whatever will help you. It's different from person to person. This is Sarah, and this is about the Science of Success episode the concept of distraction when you're anxious has totally worked for me in my life. A therapist introduced me to it a long time ago. And um, the thing that he just mentioned about thinking of something funny when you're like in this mode of being super anxious about something, um, it, it, it helps me so often. And it's like so silly just like to think, uh, you know, something totally opposite of what you think is going to happen next, but it totally works for me. There's a methodology called competence modeling. It takes these crucial competencies and others like them 
and looks at which ones distinguish people in our organization in terms of their actual business performance or organizational performance. And it shows that emotional intelligence competencies, these crucial competencies, are what matter far more than IQ. People who are at a top level, you know, you hire people who are programmers, who are accountants, who have those IQ skills. And what you're doing is managing people. And that's an emotional intelligence ability. So this is Adela, and I'm listening to the Science of Success podcast episode. And I'm at the point where Dr. Goldman talks about how, you know, he's giving this example about how programmers might have a high IQ, but when they get promoted to be a manager, it can unravel if they don't have a high EQ or emotional intelligence. And, you know, I can completely relate to this. And I actually talked about this when I interviewed Matt Bodner in that, you know, my first job out of college was actually as a programmer. And my boss was like a completely brilliant programmer. I mean, he was a rock star at programming. But because he was a rock star at programming, management decided that he should manage programmers. And it was like a complete disaster. You know, just because he knew how to code did not mean that he knew how to manage coders. It was like they were just completely figuring that he had to be you know, good just because he was good at the work that his team was doing, that he'd be good at managing the people who were doing that thing. And, you know, management in and of itself is a skill. And unfortunately, there are so many people that end up in management because they're really good at the worker bee stuff. But unfortunately, there's really no career progression for people who are good worker bees. And so the default is that they're just promoted to management positions. And, you know, it's something that also I also talked about with Matt was about how elementary and high school teachers have to go through all sorts of education on how to teach and how people learn. They have to know how people learn. They have to know how to teach. But professors can just become a professor at the college level by being an expert in the subject matter. And how backwards sometimes this feels because, like, this is the place that you're going to learn the thing that supposedly you're going to do for the rest of your life, which actually doesn't end up being the case, but supposedly. So why are we not holding our professors to the same standards that we're holding our, you know, elementary and high school teachers to? It just boggles my mind. Welcome to the third season of Invisibilia. I'm Elise Spiegel. And I'm Hannah Rosen. Amanda felt devastated, but she knew to keep her face flat. I knew if I would get upset about that, then they would punish me for it. I had to make sure that I didn't show emotion to the fact that something that I adored was now destroyed. I mean, it's always been like that. I was raised that emotions are a burden, something that we have to control. I'm sitting in my car and I had to pull over when I was listening to this, sitting in a CVS parking lot, thinking about this exact thing that this woman that they're interviewing is talking about, having to control your emotions. I'm getting really emotional, like listening to it. Um, thinking about being raised that way, I just feel like that completely resonates with me. Um, I just was raised in a way that 
if you showed emotions, good or bad, that somehow meant like you were like off kilter or like that just was just something you just didn't do. And I remember being very emotional as a kid. Obviously, I still am right now. <laughs> um, and kind of hearing like this message, you know, my, I, I know my parents were doing what they thought was right and they, they were doing the best that they could. I don't blame them anyway. But hearing this message of, you know, why are you being so overly emotional? And especially as a kid, you're just reacting in whatever way is coming to you. Um, and it just makes me sad that I think a lot of people were probably brought up that way. And I have to try really hard not to do that to my kids. Hi, this is Adela. And rather than provide some commentary about a specific episode, I thought I'd change it up a little and try answering one of the conversation starter questions that was included with this month's playlist. And the question I'm choosing to answer is, what, if any, aspects of the community society you live in do you see as contributing to depression, anxiety, and addiction? So this playlist, and in particular, this question, unfortunately, ends up being very timely because we've just had two high-profile suicides in the last few days, Kate Spade and Anthony Bourdain. And these kinds of things always prompt people to ask, you know, why? which I find to be a very weird question because it's like people in our society don't think that people who have money and people who have fame could possibly have anything to be depressed about or anxious about. So yes, I do think that somehow our society is contributing to depression and anxiety. And I sometimes wonder if that like never ending quest for success or money or whatever is at the core of why people end up being unhappy. And I ask my partner, John, about this a lot. You know, we have very specific goals we're trying to achieve, and we're definitely working towards something. But I always ask him, like, is there an end goal here? Like, if we reach that end goal, will we stop trying? Or do you think it's in our nature just to move the goalpost every time? Because I can really see that constant quest for something more being completely exhausting and self-defeating. But at the same time, I sometimes wonder... If we're not working towards something, could that also prompt anxiety? And maybe these highly successful people who commit suicide feel like they've peaked and that there's simply nothing more to look forward to in life. And the idea of living another 30 years or whatever is torture to them or something. And it's just incredibly sad. And I just basically want to sum up by saying, you know, maybe we need to reevaluate what brings us joy and what brings us happiness and what we're working towards and sometimes those material things that we think we want aren't the answer to the question you know and, and that sometimes we need to be a bit more discerning about what we're working toward you know listening to these podcasts i really hope you kind of have a bigger arc of the different perspectives of looking at emotions from a more historical point of view and critical of where what's the origin of emotions to the more that the importance to actually face emotions and to experience emotions. I think that's the biggest thing. Um, and I do feel that, um, you know, uh, it's going to be, I'd love to learn and hear more about the cross-cultural experience of emotion. Uh, and I hope this comes out in these conversations. So I hope everyone I enjoyed listening and have a good podcast brunch club meeting. 
Hey everyone, this is Sarah from Audible Feast. We hope you enjoyed our in the moment comments about this month's playlist on emotions. I'm here with Adela now and we're going to chat a little bit about the playlist and some other recommendations we have. So Adela, what did you think about this month's playlist? How did it leave you? Were you feeling emotional after listening to it? <laughs> I cried. I laughed. <laughs> kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Um, I, you know, it was really interesting. I thought that, um, a lot of the episodes kind of hammered home that concept of that we have a very few set of core emotions and that the other emotions that we think are core or that we feel are inevitable are actually not in inevitable. And that there's a whole element of sort of consciousness around those, those emotions that if we can figure out how to how to address them, they might not affect us as, as much as they do when we think that they are these just inevitable things that come out of us. How about you? Yeah, um, so I got to interview um, Hillary Jacobs Hendel, and right. um, that was really fun. Um, hopefully you guys will enjoy my interview with her. Um, and she, just talking to her, it was just such a easy-flowing conversation, and um, she made me think a lot, too, about how different types of um, psychotherapy or any kind of counseling address emotions differently. So there are different, you know, kind of styles, I would say, or philosophies of therapy. Um, I mean, there are tons of them. And she practices a very specific one. But, you know, I'm familiar with some other other types as well. And mm -hmm. a lot of them are about dealing with your emotions and trying to you know, kind of uh, maybe not compartmentalize, but be able to, you know, develop coping mechanisms and stuff like that. And then, but I think what she and I talked about, which I really made me think a lot was that this, just what you said, there are some things that are just core to who you are and that everybody has these same emotions. And there's, that doesn't mean that you have to do anything about them. How you react to those emotions is you know, may affect other people and may help or hurt you personally in your day-to-day -day anxiety levels, depression, etc. But I don't know. I, th I think a lot of society is focused on, well, at least in my culture, I guess, that I kind of have grown up in is kind of like controlling your emotions rather than, you know, letting them be what they are and you know, I don't know. I just, it made me think a lot about uh, like allowing myself to have the emotions that I'm having rather than trying to tuck them, <laughs> tuck them back in or, you know. Yeah. 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 And there's a, a level of awareness too. I think that I think can help because you sort of, sort of, that's something that I think came out of the, the Science of Success podcast. And I also actually got to speak with Matt, Bo Matt Bodner about, about what he's learned in all of the many interviews he's done, and it's about sort of self-awareness and sort of understanding yourself. And that's sort of the first step in addressing emotions that might not, and just like letting, just saying, recognizing that you're having the emotion. Because sometimes you're just so in the moment that it's hard to understand what's even happening. So recognizing that and having some self-awareness is also helpful. 
Yeah. Um, I still really want to listen to the bonus episode on the meditation one. I didn't listen to that yet. Um, so I want to do that. That looks like right up my alley. Is uh, I've tried yeah. to do meditation podcasts before. And sometimes um, I've gone through periods where I've been much more anxious doing a certain thing like flying. And there are some mm-hmm. That is, those can be super helpful. So the idea of a meditation mini, that is like, that's right up my alley. So I really want to check that out too. Um, Hopefully, if you guys have checked that out, let us know what you, what you think about that one. Yeah. So, yeah, so it was, it was a good list and um, I enjoyed the, the variety of different takes on emotions in general. It's kind of a big topic. So I appreciated the, the variety and the diversity um, and now as we do every episode, because this is how podcast brunch club meetings in person go, we are going to diverge mm-hmm. and talk about everything else we've been listening to lately, things that we've been passionate about. So Adela, what have you been listening to? So I, so, you know, what I've been thinking about lately is, is discovery. And I really, sometimes I've, happen upon podcasts and I love them and I totally forgot where I heard about it. And that bugs me because I'm like, oh, that's a valuable source of information. And I don't know where, like, I don't know how to go back to it so I can mm-hmm. get other recommendations, oh, yeah. you know. But this podcast I'm about to talk about, I do remember and I'm excited to share. So um, this is called Pretend Radio and it's an independently produced podcast and it's about... God, I don't even know how to explain it. It's, it's about a lot of different things, but for the most part, it's sort of about the secrets and maybe s- started off potentially as like con- going deep into people who have been conned or con artists. And I listened to an episode yesterday that was so fascinating. It was about the religion Santeria, you know, mm, that yeah. religion. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so started in Cuba, um, Javier, who is the host, I believe he's from Florida or the Miami area, and his mom apparently has started practicing Santeria, and he grew up with knowing a lot of people who I think it, it was around, but he sort of was really freaked out by it. There's there's an element of animal sacrifice and sort of like weird, you know, just sort of the top level. I don't know, maybe. The the stuff that most people know about it is sort of, you know, weird voodoo stuff and 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 animal sacrifice. So it's kind of sounds scary. But he talked to a bunch of people and it was really fascinating. And I really, really like his style. He does an excellent job. Um, and I'm really excited about the way I found out about it because I found out about it because of Josh Hallmark's podcast, Our Americana, which we listened to a couple months ago. And I believe, I'm not sure how they they do it, but they're sort of advertising on each other's podcasts. So I was listening to, yeah, the Our Americana episode. I don't think it was the one that we listened to together, but it could have been. It might have been the one on Petoskey, Michigan, because I'm obsessed with that area right now and I really want to (laughs) go visit. And when I saw he had a podcast episode on it, I was like, I need to listen. And then it made me want to go even more. Um, But yeah, at the end of the podcast, he talked about pretend radio. And I was like, that sounds really interesting. And then when I listened to pretend radio, uh, I think at the end of his podcast, he talked about our our Americana. So, um, but yeah, that's the way I found out about it. So that was sort of fun to remember and just think, oh yeah, I need to pay attention to some of these 
especially independent podcasts, because they're harder to come by. They're, I mean, there's tons of them, but they're harder to find, I think. Yeah. You know, to get good recommendations for it. So, yeah. yeah. So pretend radio. I like it a lot. Yeah. I have listened to that one a couple times. So I'll have to um, go and see. I'll definitely check out the episode you mentioned. And um, I think I probably might have heard about it from Josh, too. So, yeah. Um, probably. Super cool. Yeah. So I. I have actually your pretend radio made me think of another show that I wanted to recommend. So I do have two, but I'm only going to just mention the first indie one um, briefly. It's called let's not meet. And it is about um, it's a, it's a really ba- It's actually like reading this subreddit called let's not meet. And it's all true stories of like super freaky things that have happened to people um, where they've encountered a person and um, it's been this super scary situation. Um, it could be like, oh, I, I ran into this person in a dark alley type of thing, or it mm-hmm. could be a more personal, you know, family story or whatever. And so the, the host basically, he just like reads these stories from the subreddit. I'm assuming everyone is given their permission. Um, but, um, I mean, you have to have the, you have to be in the right mode for it, but yeah, yeah. Uh, it's not going to appeal to everyone. But I have been really enjoying Let's Not Meet. It's really scary. <laughs> so, kind so, of like but true he just horror. reads. Okay. Does, is, is he just reads it or does, the, does he talk to the person no, who wrote no, the No, he just, the he just reads it and then it. attributes their username at the end, you know, just, you know, mentions who, who it was. Um, and so I, of course I had to go read the subreddit and, um, and just check out like, so there's a lot of rules in this subreddit of, you know, you cannot be like making up a story. You can't use any names. You can't even use like a, a fake name or anything. You just have to explain, you know, what happened. It has to have happened to you. You can't be telling a story about someone else. So, I mean, I'm sure that, you know, it's possible people could work around those rules, but Um, like, but the idea that it is so, um, I guess sort of the rules are so controlled about what you would write. Um, to me, that makes it like that much more, um, horrific, I guess. So again, that is that you have to be in the right mindset and that's not going to appeal to everybody, (laughs) but I've been really liking it. So that's a good one. See, I would have a hard time with that because (laughs) I'm okay with, I'm okay with like sci-fi weirdness or like monsters. (laughs) Where you know it's not real. Yeah, they're not real. Like I my yeah. my my brain just like is it puts it in a different section and I'm like that's not real. But if it's a if it really can happen, I'm going to have a hard time ever <laughs> being in my house alone if I listen to a horror story like that. Yeah. That could really happen, you know. <laughs> well, maybe no. your tender mm-hmm. ears can skip that one. Um, <laughs> um my tender ears. Yes. Um but the other show which is not horrific at all that I want to talk about is We Came to Win and is from Gimlet and um it, yeah new one right yeah and um so it's a new show it just started i don't know maybe six or seven weeks ago i think they're releasing one episode a week so that's probably about the right amount of episodes so far i think they're on number nine and um all the stories are about soccer it's all about um well i think almost all the stories if not all of them have to do with the w- world cup games or at least teams that have been in the world cup um so national teams and just people that were on the teams, um, things that happened with the teams. Um, and it, like, I am not like a super soccer fan or anything. I mean, my, my son plays soccer, but I'm, and uh, you know, we've gone to a couple local soccer games here, uh, 
the Houston Dynamo team. Um, but <laughs> the storytelling is really good. And mm. it's about, you know, like crazy things that have happened, cheating scandals and um, mm-hmm. crazy things that happened off field with these people that had such, you know, domination on field. Um, one of my favorite mm-hmm. episodes was about Diego Maradona. Um, some people consider him to be one of the greatest soccer players of all time, but mm-hmm. you know, he like, he had this comeback um, when he was like, I don't, I don't know if he was like in his forties or something. He tried to come back and play soccer and he was like mm. really overweight. And like, it was like this, mm. it's, it's just like fascinating the things that um, I guess, you know, I think because I don't know that much about soccer, I know these, right. I know like the very like, most publicized highlights but this goes like one level deeper than that it's not yeah it's not like super super detailed about you know i don't know personal lives so once in a while it is but um it's just like okay this was the this person's dynamic with the team and then this is mm-hmm. what was going on off field and it's really got me jazzed up for the world cup which is starting this month hmm. um yeah and yeah i i it it will totally get you in the mood for the world cup and you'll, you'll, uh, it's a, it's a good one. I really like the storytelling. Uh, it was a surprise for me that I was that into it. So maybe listeners will. Yeah. I haven't. Yeah. I have, I have sort of stayed away from it because I'm not just not a soccer fan. I'm just not a sports person Mm -hmm. at all. You know, like I don't, I just don't get it, but (laughs) But I love storytelling podcasts, yeah. and if they happen to be about sports people, that's fine. But I can totally see how listening, you know, sort of getting deeply involved in the personal story of a player makes you more interested in the sport. Yes. Like, I'd be more interested to watch a player whose sort of backstory I know mm-hmm. than just a bunch of random people on a field kicking a ball. <laughs> yeah, well, that's why they, I think that's why they, that's why I love about yeah. the Olympics is when they go and they go to the person's hometown and they, you know, tell you about mm-hmm. the, the, the things that they've risen from and, you know, oh my gosh, like, oh, great. It's, be still my heart. I love it. Like, um, yeah. so yeah, I do. I like that about sports too. I'm always like, if I'm watching or if we're at a game or something, I'm usually <laughs> Googling like, oh, does this, is this person have kids? Are they married? Where do they live? Where are they from? Like, how old are they? Yeah. So, um, yeah, I, I totally, totally understand that. Yeah. Well, I have um, I have one more recommendation and it's not I mean, it's such a no brainer recommendation. I feel like it's been recommended a thousand times. So I'm really just sort of throwing (laughs) my hat in the ring here. But your hustle. I just can't. I love it. Yeah. Have you been listening? I just love it. Yeah. It's so good. And and it's so so your hustle, just for those of you who may not know about it, is um, stories from San Quentin prison. It's actually it's a Radiotopia show and they did a. a competition a couple of years ago now, I think, for new pitches for new Radiotopia shows. And they had some crazy amount of submissions. And I think that's actually why Showcase, their their um their show Showcase started, because they had so many submissions that were very good, but they couldn't justify just turning it into an entire podcast. So they did little ser- little mini series within this showcase podcast. But the one that did win its own show was Ear Hustle. And it's done by, um, I forget, she's a visual artist or some sort of artist. Nigel Poor. And, Nigel Poor. And 
she has been working in San Quentin prison. A lot of volunteers go there to work and uh, she pitched the show and they, and they trained them and they did all this stuff. And so it's so good. It's just, you get to know the inmates a little bit. You, they, they have a theme for every episode and it just makes me really rethink the, you know, the prison system and the justice system because it's just like you're giving a face and a name and a voice to these people who sort of never had that before. Yep. And you, it's surprising how much you can relate to them. It's, it, you know, it's just, I don't know. I love it. I think it's excellent. Whenever I see a new episode, I'm like, I got to listen now. I can't wait. I need to listen right now. So, yeah. Yeah. So yeah, that would be my, my other recommendation, but I'm sure most people have heard of it. It's just, because it's been all over lots yeah. of people love it yeah i so. know the death row episode i thought was so innovative um the way that yeah. they c- creatively thought to get the voices heard from death row um i don't know it was that was really creative like that's something you you never get to hear anything about what happens on death row or what life is like and uh, it was surprising right. to me to hear from some of the guys that they talked to it was, it was good yeah yeah, another sort of black hole that you just don't know. Like as soon as they go there, it's they're just they're not in society anymore and so they just don't you don't know what's going on. Right. It's just really amazing and heartbreaking. Yeah. In in some ways. Yeah, so. but they're still people and they still deserve they still every person has a story and um right. so they're still right. they're still experiencing life in there and why shouldn't that be heard? Right. And it's and it's hard too because they don't often talk about the crime right. that people committed to get there. So it's almost it's easier to relate because you just don't know what they did. Yeah. But I don't know. But then there's always that question in your head. Well, like, what did they do to get here? Mm-hmm. And should I be relating be relating to this person? Should I let this person, you know, tug at my heartstrings like they are? And so it just makes you really think about it. I mean. There is no answer, I don't think, to any of these questions. It's just one of those things that it just makes you think. Yeah. Yeah, that's so, a good one. Yeah. Must listen. Yeah. Must listen. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, we are going to wrap up. Um, we want to thank you guys for joining us this month. We'll be coming to your feed again soon on the Podcast Brunch Club podcast feed with more interviews with the creators of the shows on our playlists this month. Um, you'll be hearing from the um, folks on the Emotions playlist. We have a good set of interviews coming up for you. And then we will be back next month with more commentary on the July playlist. So happy listening, everyone. Happy listening.